Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, sis, to another episode of Woman in Light with your host, your girl, Kissy Williams Critchlow. And let me tell y'all, I am so excited to announce that this is episode number eight, and it is titled, God Still Wants to Hear From You. He still wants to hear from us, y'all, and we have to sometimes, you know, prepare our minds to receive that, to know that, to hold on to that especially in a time where we feel like we we feel like we failed God or we failed ourselves miserably that God doesn't want to hear from us. He he wants nothing to do with us anymore, right? And that's just not the truth. That's just the trick of the enemy. That's one of the enemy's tricks that he used. To me, I feel like it's one of the strongest tricks that the enemy uses to try to draw people away from God as much as possible by making us think that God doesn't want to hear from us because we we failed in an area or because we didn't do right or because we backslid or because you know we fell into some type of temptation you know and and we just feel like we've disappointed God so bad that He just cannot stand the sight of us. He doesn't want to hear from us. He doesn't want us to be in his presence. He's just going to slam that door in our faces, right? And give us complete rejection. And that's just not the truth. It really is not. And so throughout this episode, that's what we're going to be discussing. We are going to unpack shame. We are going to unpack guilt. We are going to unpack unworthiness. And we are going to unpack inadequacy. Because once we unpack those things, let me tell you, the presence of God is going to be so sweet to you. You are going to be like, why haven't I done this sooner? Okay, why have I not overcame this, these feelings or these emotions that the enemy has tried to blind me with or tried to um, succumb me with? Why haven't I overcame this sooner, right? And so with that, you know, with the making of this episode, God definitely said, listen, I need I need you to share this revelation that you've gotten. And that revelation came from the book of Genesis in chapter three. God is going to have me have us focus in on Adam and Eve, okay? And we're gonna really zoom in on Eve, um, but, That's where we're going to get some revelatory knowledge. That's where we're going to get some insight on why God still wants to hear from us, right? And that is not over for us. So whatever mishaps, whatever mistakes, whatever failures, whatever temptation, whatever backsliding thing you may have encountered or went through, I am here to encourage you and let you know the truth, which is, God wants to hear from you. God has his arms open wide and ready to receive you back into his arms, okay? And that there's nothing that you can do to stop that. There's nothing that you can do to stop God from loving you because that is what he, that's what his, that's what his creation is. His his creation, us to him was love. He made us out of love. So, Without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump right on into um, text. And I'm going to be pulling scripture, like I said, out of the book of Genesis in chapter three. And it's going to be 10 verses. I know y'all probably like, girl, why these long verses? Because these verses have some substance. Okay, it really does. 
And um, of course, y'all know I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. But y'all also know that I am an encourager of y'all picking up the word of God for yourselves and gaining your own revelation, gaining your own knowledge. Because once you do that, let me tell you, the enemy has no say in your life. The enemy, you're limiting the enemy and what the enemy can do with more and more knowledge that you gain through the word of God. We are able to defeat the enemy at every tactic, every game. Okay, there's not going to be a time that the enemy can say, oh, I got one up on you. Because let me tell you, we have the greatest one up on the enemy. And that's the victory that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ. Okay, and as long as we hold steadfast to that, listen, we are unstoppable, sis. But we have to get through some humps. We got to get through some hurdles. We got to get through some stuff. Unpack these feelings of shame and guilt and unworthiness and inadequacy so that we can we can really press into the presence of God all right and like I said you know there's no greater knowledge than knowledge of your own so keep that in mind and so with that being said I'm just gonna go ahead and jump right in right on into the scripture and I'm starting at verse one and it reads the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord had made one day he asked the woman did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. There goes, there goes Satan, that tricky old cunning Satan, right? that will try to downplay everything, okay? And verse five reads, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Verse six, the woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. Verse eight, when the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? If y'all listening to that, y'all need to say, y'all need to, y'all need, come on now. Where are you? All right. Verse 10, last verse. He replied, I heard you walking in the garden. So I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Let me tell you that verse 10, where Adam has replied to God after God had said or had asked, where are you? And the response of Adam saying, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Let me tell y'all something. I can't even begin to count how many times I felt like I have dropped the baton on this on this Christian walk with God, right? I, I can't, like, at the especially at the beginning. Like, now I'm coming into understanding, okay, God, if I, if I have a hiccup here or if I slip up there, I know I have your word that I can lean on. I know that you are going to be open to me with open arms, right? 
but it's not to say and let me let me I want to clarify something okay I don't want y'all to think that it's okay to know better and not to do better right when we repent that is for us to say you know something God forgive me of this I messed up and we have to strive as his children not to let that happen again okay it's almost like that child when they're so young and it's like okay, I put my hand on the stove after mama done told me or after daddy done told me, don't touch the stove, the stove is hot. And out of curiosity or because it's so tempting, we still go and touch it because we don't believe that it's really what our parents say it is. So we touch it and we have to kind of feel it for ourselves. In my culture, um, being Hispa- uh, Afro-Latino, we have this saying, when your ears hard, your body feel. And so what that means is sometimes we have to feel that thing to to know like, okay, we can't do it again. So the case in point in me saying that is we have to understand that when we repent, it has to be like that hot stove. Ouch, I touched this or ouch, I did this and I can't do it again because I know that it's hot. I know that it burns. So we have to look at when we repent like that hot stove that we don't want to go back to. We have to look at that sin as that hot stove we don't want to go back to where it's like, okay, I did this, God, I don't want to do this again. I learned my lesson and we strive not to do it again. Now, it's not to say that we won't get burned by a hot stove from time to time, you know, in our adult ages when we get cooked or when we, you know, when we're cooking, but it's to say that, you know, things happen, slip ups happen and it's okay. And, and God is not going to reject us because of it. God actually wants us to run to him as his, as, as our refuge. He wants to be our refuge. He wants to hide us in the secrets of his tabernacle and, and, and cultivate in us him. He wants to, he wants for our temple, for our lives to be his permanent residence. So that way, when we're up against things that the enemy is trying to throw at us, when we're up against this thing called life, when we're up against opposition, God is there to help delegate us through it. He's there to help guide us through it. And not only does he guide us, but he guides us with his love, his unconditional love, his unchanging love, right? So in other words, there's nothing that we can do that will stop God from loving us, that will stop God from hearing from us. As long as we put our heart into what we're asking God to save us from or rescue us from, right? But some insight on the enemy, right? Um, The enemy's job is to succumb us with these feelings of if we mess up, there's no coming back from it. So there there the enemy is trying to throw shame and trying to throw guilt and trying to throw inadequacy and that feeling of unworthiness as though you know, there's no, you know, we can't, we can't bounce back from any hiccups or failures. We, we may have, you know, gotten ourselves into. So we have to have a new mind. We have to have a new mind. So with focusing in on Adam and Eve, especially in verse 10, where it says that, you know, where, where Adam is telling God the, you know, the, where he's at and why he's hiding. He's saying, 
you know, I heard you walking in the garden, you know, and, 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 and because I heard you were near and I, you know, I felt that you were near, it's like I hid because I'm, I'm so afraid. I'm, I'm afraid and I'm, I'm taken over by shame because I did the same. I did the exact thing that you told me not to do, which was to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil that the enemy has deceived us and has caused us to fall into temptation over. And, you know, and immediately, like if we, if we go back to, um, verse seven, where it's like immediately when when Eve ate of the fruit of that tree and she also gave to her husband it says in verse seven, at that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. Okay. <laughs> when I think back to certain things that I've overcome, okay. Um, one of them being, you know, uh, having a child out of wedlock, my, my, my eldest son. When I look at that, when, when I did look at how I was then, I felt shameful. I felt shameful. I, I even more felt shameful when I felt like I felt, I fell into the category of the statistics of being um, a young mother, uh, a African-American mother, a Latino woman, you know, um, having a child. And now I'm, 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 I'm a single woman having this child by myself, right? I felt shame. I felt shame. I honestly, at that point, I felt like God didn't want nothing to do with me. Uh, I, I didn't even know much of what I know now to be able to carry me through those moments. But the moment that I rested in God, because I had no other opportunity, I didn't have anywhere else to go. I didn't have any other route. Like I was at a dead end in other words, right? And I had no choice but to look up from where my help come from and call on the name of Jesus. That's when I understood that no matter how bad I feel I may have failed at something or how bad I feel I may have disappointed God, God is always there to um, have me, to have me. That's it. Just to have me. God is always going to be there to hold me and guide me and love me and comfort me because, you know, it's a learning process. And God knows that from the moment that Adam and Eve, let me tell y'all something. From the moment that Adam and Eve ate of that tree, ate the fruit of that tree of knowledge of good and evil, God already knew. Like, yeah, there, there there's going to be more generations and generations and generations to come that will fall short of my glory now. There's going to be imperfection. There's going to be things that people are going to struggle with. So it's almost like God already, it's, it's, it's not even almost like, but it is that God has already prepared himself for what's to come out of us, right? What, what we have to face with, he knows everything before we do. And we just have to catch up. We have to catch up to knowing who God, what God character is like, who God is and who he says that he is. And so when we understand that, we don't have to hide. We don't have to feel stripped and naked and, and feel like, oh my gosh, like I can't face you. Because that's, like I said, it's that's a trick of the enemy. 
that's one of the things that the enemy will use to target God's people because society I'm and this is just like a sidebar I feel like society especially like in the Christian um in the Christian society or the Christian community right I feel like so many of Christian believers are looking for perfection in people and it's like the moment that you mess up is the moment that you're disqualified and that may very well be true to them but that's never the case or the truth with God and I feel like we have to begin to change our mindset transform our mindset to align with who God is and what God wants from us and really stand on the truth of who God says that he is God says he's our redeemer God says that he's our savior God says that um he's our creator and so if he's our redeemer and he's our savior and he's our creator then why are we the ones running away from the very thing the very being the very entity that has created us right um and that's probably because of how society has formulated things to be that's a a, a it's almost like it's what man have designated to be Christianity. Like if you can't be perfect, you, you're not standing upright, you're not doing this this way, you're not going by protocol, you're not, you know, it's like everything has to be straight and narrow um, and there's no room for mess ups. And I feel like that's what causes, that that not even causes, but I feel like that's what intensifies those feelings of shame and guilt and inadequacy and unworthiness. Those things are what intensify those emotions and that it ultimately makes us be like, I don't want to go to church. I messed up so bad. I don't want to go to church. People know that I messed up. I don't want to go to church. I don't want to sit and get the word of God in the very place where you're supposed to get the word of God, right? And so if you can't do that and fellowship along with other people, you know, with your brothers and your sisters, then that's a step back. And then when you start stepping back from church, then you start stepping back from your relationship with God. And then when you start stepping back from your relationship with God, you're no longer praying. You're no longer looking to be in his presence. You're no longer seeking his counsel. You're no longer heeding to the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is trying to get through to us about whatever mishaps or failures or good things or bad. Like the Holy Spirit is always going to be there. It comes along with the Trinity. So once you accept God as your Lord and Savior, like you, you're getting a whole package deal. You're getting it all. You're getting it all. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Right. And so once we begin to channel those things and we start processing those things and we start clinging into the word of God and we start asking for that spirit of discernment and we start recognizing, you know what? Yeah, I messed up. Yeah, I feel a little shameful. Yeah, I feel a little guilt. But you know who who's the best person to bring this to? The best God to bring this to? That's our Lord and Savior through Jesus Christ. Okay? That is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That we shall be able to be free from those things. And and the reason why I say and I've titled this episode God still wants to hear from us is because God knows all things. He knows everything before it happens. 
Um, he knows when it's going to happen. He knows it, right? And so in verse 9, it says, Then the Lord God called to the man, calling to Adam and asking, Where are you? That to me was an indicator. It's like, okay, I know God knows all things because he's created all things. He know God operates out of time. So if God operates out of time and he knows these things, then he knows that Adam and, ate, and Eve ate from that fruit, the, for, the forbidden fruit. He ate, they, he knows how everything laid out and he knows exactly where they're at, okay? But the key thing was that after they did all what they did, in verse nine, it says, then the Lord called, the Lord God called to the man, Adam, and basically asked, where are you? That was the indicator that let me know that no matter how much we mess up or how many times we mess up, I mess up, you mess up, we collectively mess up, right? God is always going to see about us. He's always going to know where we at. Why are you hiding? Why? Like, let's talk about it. You know, even if there may be a little minor consequence or maybe there may, you know, there may be some scarring or I like to call them spiritual whoopings, like, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child type of thing. Like I, listen, there's been times where I had to, I've been in the presence of God and I felt a heap of conviction because of something that I may have done or something that I may not have done that I should have, or, you know, whatever. And God is just like, listen, I'm going to correct you. I'm going to bring you holy conviction and correct this so that you know that this is not okay. But he does it with love and he does it meeting us where our needs are. He does it meet he does it meeting us where we're at in that season or in that moment. You know, God isn't a God that will beat a dead horse, okay? Like he yes, <laughs> let me tell you the wrath of God is nothing to play with. But at the same token, if your heart is open and your heart is meek and your heart is pure and you're really like, God, I want to change how I am. I want to, I want to elevate in you. I want to experience you. I want to draw closer to you. God's not going to reject you. He's not going to reject you. And God knows that every last one of us from the actions of Adam and Eve, from the time that they ate, they ate that fruit, that there's going to be some shortcomings through the lines of generations, okay? There's going to be shortcomings. And with Cain and Abel, look at that. <laughs> that <laughs> shortly after they, you know, Adam and Eve gave birth to Cain and Abel. And look, you got brothers killing each other and brothers being smart and saying, um, am I my brother's keeper? Like, hello, go look, you know, all these types of things. So that's just an example to show you, like, doesn't matter how how bad or how far how far off you feel you are from God. God always has his arms open wide, ready to be a recipient of all of us. Ready to be a recipient of all like everything, every fiber of our being. He's ready to take us all in and say, "You know what? I'm going to dust you off and I'm going to set you right on the track that I need you to be. And so with that being said, listen, y'all, this concludes episode number eight. I pray and hope that you were able to take away from this episode because when God laid this revelation on me, I literally, I had to, I had to take it in. I had to take it in. And it may not be a specific moment that I need this word, but I know that for times to come, I can reflect back on this word. I can reflect back on 
how loving God is and God just simply asking, where you at? I know you messed up and I know you know you messed up, but where you at? Why are you not in my presence? Why are you not seeking me? Why are you not praying to me? Why are you not holding conversation with me? Why are you not opening up opening up my word and 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 trying to know more about my love that I have for you and the character that I I you know my character and and know that you know I'm not I'm not a god that that fails at anything. You know, I'm a god that is true to my word. And so with that being said, y'all listen. Like I said, I hope and pray that you were able to take away from this episode. I pray that you were blessed by it. Keep in mind, y'all, listen, I'm going to keep putting it in y'all ear gate. Go to Women in Light on Instagram at Woman in Light 22 and follow and share, okay? Go to Woman in Light on Facebook. Follow, share, and comment, interact, whatever you got to do. And also go to womaninlight.org, okay? Um, that's the webpage for Women in Light. You're able to get some backstory. You're able to access the podcast and you're able to touch base with me and interact with me in that way as well. And if you haven't already, please go and subscribe to Woman in Light, okay? Subscribe to the podcast Woman in Light on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Amazon Music, on Podcast Index, and uh, even on womaninlight.org. You, there's so many platforms that are readily available for you to subscribe to. And when you subscribe, guess what? You don't have to worry about setting a timer or trying to add another thing in your mind to be like, oh, I got to remember to tap into this or I got to remember to tune into that. You know, it automatically notifies you. It notifies you once you subscribe, sis. And while you're subscribing, share it with somebody else. With that being said, I love y'all. Have a blessed rest of your day, morning, evening, at whatever time it is that you're listening to this episode. And we will chat soon. God bless.